Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson. This is episode number 30. And in this episode, we interview Duan Shoemaker. He's been a CrossFit competition judge for over 10 years and has a really, really fun history. Rick and I have both experienced him both as a judge in competitions or as a head judge, as well as just a couple of times he's actually been the MC for a competition. He's got a fantastic personality, really fun story to share. And for those of you that are interested in competing, he'll shed some light on what it's like to be a judge and what it's like to be an athlete out there on the field of play interacting with judges. He gives lots of tips, lots of great information for us. I hope you enjoy this one. All right. Well, back in action tonight. Uh, We've got a special guest on our show. Uh, I think you're going to know him. You're going to like him. Uh, Those of us in the Masters community, uh, a very, very familiar face, a very familiar voice. We've got Dewan Shoemaker here uh, to tell us about what he's been up to, uh, reminisce a little bit, give give an update on uh, his travels, and I'll tell you what, we have all made some uh, stops along the way where we've crossed paths, and it's great to connect with you again. Thank you for joining us, and uh, happy heat, right, from Texas. <laughs> dead heat. And the dead heat. Dead heat. Yeah, we're, uh, Jason and I are, are not in... Uh, the heat like you are, but uh, you found yourself in Texas, right? Um, after spending a lot of time over on the East Coast, and I think that's where we all knew you always came from. And I think the one um, interesting thing was always on any of your posts, it was always your shoe game when you were flying out to wherever you were working. Heading out somewhere. And, uh, yeah, now somewhere. Yeah. So uh, if, tell us tell us a little bit about uh, what, uh, what you've been up to, or first maybe kind of how you started in uh, – being as involved in the sport and um, yeah. so it's a uh, background about 10 years ago, I got into CrossFit and I, um, I played football in college. I played football professionally and, you know, I wanted to not be a football player anymore at some point in my life. We all get to that crossroad, but I was still doing the football player workouts in the gym, you know, the bench press, the squat, the deadlift, the football bro stuff. And I started to resent it. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I was like, why am I even working out? I'll have a game. You know, here I am, 30 some odd years old. Like, I'm done. I quit. Literally, I'd be in mid set and I quit. <laughs> so, I had friends since 07, 08 tried to tell me, like, hey, you should do this CrossFit thing. It's pretty cool. And I was like, nah, like, I'm a guy. I'm a straight guy. I don't like CrossFit. It's not for me, right? All the misconceptions that we all had at one, you know? Um, so, one day I was like, I'm going to give, give it a try. And this is 2013. So, around September, October 2013, I just jumped into a CrossFit gym right near me. Um, and it took off. You know, it took off and I wanted to compete. I still had that drive, that burn. And then very early on in my CrossFit, career. I found out that I had an injury. Um, my wrist was hurting every day. Went to get it looked at by a doctor. That led to surgery. That led to essentially my wrist being not functional for performance. Um, mm. but I started volunteering. I was going to events to move weights, to do whatever. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of the community. Because if you guys remember 2013, 14, 15, Perfect. there were events happening almost daily. <laughs> you know, like every weekend there were mm-hmm. two free events to pick from. Um, super fit. Have, have, have you ever done super fit before? Even heard of it? No. No, I've heard. I've heard of it. That they was way kinda, back. They kind of peaked in like 2015, 2016. Yep. But I probably did about 40 different super fit comps up and down the East Coast. Uh, I became one of their go-tos. They would call me like, hey, we got a comp. Can you come? And I'd be like, here I come. Uh, the funny part of it, you guys laugh, as a, as, a, as, a, as a grown-up, I was in it for a t-shirt. I was in it for the community, but I love t-shirts. Uh, to this day, I love t-shirts. Like, been there, got, been there, done that, got the shirt. Like, that's me. So, <laughs> it was always t-shirts. And then I started getting shoot. Uh, and then I started getting a little bit of notoriety for like being a pretty good judge. So people wanted to compensate me. And that was, that's a whole different conversation we'll have later. 
Um, yep. But the judging thing happened. One day we were having an in-house competition. You guys have done in-house competition. Um, and Absolutely. someone's like, hey, we need judges. Well, that's how we all started. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not judging. Like, I'm, I'm a weight mover. I'm not a judge. What are you, little, little, I saw the judge get yelled at last week. I'm not doing that. That's crazy. So they're like, we could use your help. Please help us. And I was like, fine. Like, I'll, I'll help, I guess. So I go home that night and I start studying CrossFit Games judging on YouTube. I looked it up. CrossFit game judge YouTube, right? I'm like looking at stuff. First person I see is Chuck, right? I see Chuck and I see him like Chuck Chuck, Kaiser. Yeah. No rep, like like it's a movement in a workout, you know? So you guys are laughing at this. I am at an in-house competition the next day, hand in the air, counting down. I'm on a knee. I got the look. Like I look like I'm at the CrossFit Games in an in-house competition. You know, where like the workouts like rowing kettlebell swings and like kipping pull ups, you know, something like that. Uh, so afterwards, somebody's like, hey, you know, you're pretty good at this. Like, you should, you should think about judging more. I was like, no, no way. Like, I did not get in the CrossFit to judge. So, me now saying that, looking back at that guy 10 years ago, I was like, yeah, wait till you see what happens, you know? Um, so that was the, that was the beginning of it. That was the genesis of the judging. Okay. So, I'm from Philadelphia originally. I was living in Maryland. I'm from Philly and I made a lot of trips back and forth. So, what I did was I just started getting on the internet looking for competitions. Anyone who had a comp. And I was okay. like, hey, I'm coming there. Um, I'll be there for the weekend. Can I help? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, you're giving out T-shirts, right? I'm like, I'm showing a T-shirt, you know? Um, and then one day someone said, hey, like basically I got contacted through Facebook. They're like, hey, my friend Jason told me you're a pretty good judge. Can you help us out next Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I said, long comp. I was like, yeah, I can do that. Like, sure. When do I need to be there? This is down in Virginia. Um, I was like, yeah, I'll be there for sure. And then they were like, uh, you know, I don't have much in my budget, but how much do you normally charge? So I'm on the phone like this. I'm like, charge? What? You know? Yeah. Uh, but I need to count reps. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say that anything crazy. I just was thinking like, wow, that's crazy. They want to pay me. Um, so I said, well, how much do you normally pay? You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to. That's a great line. That's a really yeah. great line. <laughs> and he goes, well, I got 400 bucks in my, in my budget. Like, does that work? Now here, look, $400 doesn't make any of us move, dance or shake. And it's good grocery money, bill money real quick. Right. Sure. But to judge a CrossFit competition, right? Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, 400, someone's giving me money to come to a CrossFit comp or all I want is a t-shirt, you know? So I was like, yeah, I think that'll work. I'm good with that. <laughs> so I went and did it. And uh, it started a trend and the snowball began as the size of a P, right? And it started to, a yep. trend and I started calling friends. Hey, I'm going to a comp. I'm be in Cleveland. Come with me. Um, Winter classic. That's right. Winter classic, things like that. Ah, so that's, that's about that. when you yeah. see these judges at these competitions, like, there's a community that not many people realize of constant communication, networking. Um, that's that's what that is. And and look, I'm not going to sit here and say I started. That's crazy, right? Wow. But I was at the beginning of the conversations of all those. I got a lot of these people together and made a lot of these introduction connections and so forth. Because uh, if you remember the first year when a classic, Rick, it was kind of sketchy. The judging. Yeah. Yep. But if you remember year two, there was a lot of judges there, like a lot of high power judges, you know, judges that you guys see on the CrossFit game. These are the, friends of mine. I was going to say the faces start to become yeah. very familiar the more yes. you're doing more of these kind the of around and all of a sudden you start talking hey yeah. how are your family hey you got a daughter in south carolina yep. hey i know you're traveling yep. rv how's it because you know people right and i mm-hmm. what separates me and you guys know this from being around me now a couple of times when we're backstage and we're having those conversations beforehand like we don't need to be militaristic right it doesn't need to be so formal it's like stand still head up chest up like come on like that we're adults first of all. um but you start to make mm-hmm. legitimate communication and relationships that's what i do for a living right i'm, I'm in corporate america for a living so you can just know how to communicate to people and uh look you guys no one needs to tell you guys you guys are top of the food chain right when you're back in that tunnel it's go time 
right? But sometimes we got to settle just a little. Let's have a little fun. But then right before we hit that floor, mm-hmm. we all get that look in our eye. Even me from judging perspective, like I'm I'm competing with you right now, you know? So we're like, let's get focused. Let's get ready, you, all right? You've yeah. given you've given some pep talks, I remember, yeah. you know, in the uh, hallway or in a corral yeah, just I've... before, like, hey, let's let's go out. Yeah. Here's, here's yeah. what's expected. This is what we're going to do. Here's what it's going to sound like. And let's go get the job done. Let's have fun. That's Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That's I, I, I do remember after you made an impression on me in 2017, uh, we came back, our gym came back with a huge contingent of competitors in 2018 to Granite Games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you made another impression on them as well. But when I went to TFX in Austin mm-hmm. and I didn't know that you I thought you were just local to St. Cloud. I had no yeah. idea. But when I went when we, we were there for a Friday night event, maybe our age group wasn't going or something, and we walked in and I saw you huddled with all of the all of your staff mm-hmm. having like a, you know, pre competition pep talk. I was like, okay, we're in for a solid, well run weekend of, you know, the the events are going to be smooth. Uh gonna be communicated well. And mm-hmm. on the athlete side, I think that's what we're looking for more that's than anything else. Statement. Fair, yeah. clear, that's, and a lot of good energy. That's the value statement, right? Because we know you're there to compete, right? That's That goes without saying, right? Rick mm-hmm. Stevenson, Jason Grubb, they step on the floor like these guys are, again, tip of the spear. They know how to compete. And if you do it wrong, they'll never come back. But not only will they never come back, they're going to tell everyone else, don't, like, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's it's not worth it, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you deserve that as competitors. But that's the value statement we give to the event organizers as well. You know, like, they know now, like, if I'm there what the level's going to be. Like, they don't have to guess, worry, wonder. That's a third of the pie they don't have to worry about. They can go worry about, you know, shaking hands and, and kissing babies. <laughs> you know, like, the judge is held down. Right, right. Uh, it just so happens, again, Jason, we say this jokingly, Rick's seen me MC twice now, uh, which is a, <laughs> I should say one-off, but it's happened twice now. Uh, but that's another thing that, look, if you need someone to grab a mic, I can be silly on a microphone. I talk all day for a living. That's fine. You know, but I'm not an MC. I prefer to make sure the judges work, you know. But do you still, do you get questions like that now? When, when, now that, you know, everything's opened back up. And yeah, I know that if competitions were real thin there for a while, yeah. you know, 2020, 2021, it was, man, who could travel? What can you do? But now, you know, now. I would say if you look at like morning chalk up and you look at their calendar, there's an event going on. There's events all over the place. There's events. almost every weekend. There's something. Are yeah. you uh, with the reputation that you and your team have basically formed? Um, is the is the line of communication from event organizers still pretty strong? Uh, depending on budgets and things like that, it, it is. But they also know I pulled back a good bit. You know, I, I'm essentially retired. Okay. I, I announced to the world I was retiring. Um, look, you got a daughter in college like me. Right. And yeah, yeah. I got a six year old. So, like, I can't keep telling them, hey, guys, I got a competition this week. I'm not going to be around because um, they're, you know, they're young. not going to hear that. He's not dealing with that. And, you know, my daughter's playing mm-hmm. lacrosse. So I want to go to her games and stuff like I want to do everything she's doing in college. So there, there there's a select few that know that, hey, I'm available. Legends, for instance, I'm available. Mm-hmm. BCS in Texas, mm-hmm. I'm available. TFX, I'm available. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like three or four a year. Right. It's small. Okay. It's, it's monster yeah. games. I just did monster games in Missouri. Uh, yeah. Which is another really good competition, you know? Well, again, tied in with legends. That's tied in with legends like, and, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like, look, I, my portfolio is you and Jason and the rest of the athletes who like, again, when you walk in, there's a lot of things you're worried about. 
the hotel, the Airbnb, the food, the lodging, right? You're worried about that stuff. That's the mm -hmm. tangible things you're kind of concerned about, but you have to get in order. If you're traveling with gym members, coaches, spouses, at least they can handle some of that for you. But when you walk onto the floor and you see, I'll put myself, you see me, you're like, all right, that's going to be taken care of. We're good. <laughs> you know, like that. I don't have to right. one. Yeah. You know? We, um, and again, it, it all becomes a value. Price. It's customer service. I look at it, you know, it's it's a commodity mm -hmm. that I'm doing for not only the event organizers, but also for you, the athletes, you know, judges mess up and you guys have seen me not chastise. That's the wrong use, but correct them. Right. We'll correct them. And it, in, a, in mm -hmm. a normal, communicative way. Right. Like it doesn't have to be punitive. Like, oh, my God, right. you're a terrible person. You 45 year old doctor and <laughs> father. And, you know, like who talked? But some volunteer. Yeah. Key, key thing being a volunteer. volunteer. Yeah. And some yeah. people do talk to That's the thing. adult peers that way. And I, that you, you catch more flies with honey. Than, right. That's what. Did you run, uh, did you judge at the legends championship in 2020 out in Arizona? I was not there for that one. That was the COVID year. Okay. Um, and I know yeah, everything yeah. got dialed back and I know that was like, stand on your circle, get out of your circle, disappear kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. The famous circles. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> you mentioned these, the you mentioned the judges that, that you see at events consistently. I mean, the, the circuit that, that this group of judges, someone's traveling, I was wondering about, about how, how you've created such professionalism in them. I, so even though you weren't there, I feel like your influence was there. I'll tell you that specifically I was in the, one of the middle names, which had a consistent judge on the second event floor who happened mm -hmm. to be one of my personal training clients at the time. He didn't plan on, he didn't even tell me he was going to be there. He just okay. happened to be like, Oh, he's, he's my judge. And he's in a, He's not going to break any ethical boundary in any way whatsoever. In fact, mm -hmm. he was mostly nervous about giving me a no rep. Like, I don't want it to give Jason a no rep. And yeah. after each event, he's like, thank you. Thank you. You're the easiest. Yeah. You know, you're, you're easy to judge. I don't have to worry about no reps. But I mean, I would have given one. And I'd have been, that's fine. I would have charged you double for, for training you. Like, but no. Um, but it makes me think about, uh, you know, the, the professionalism that I felt right. in those judging situations. I feel it at Wadapalooza as well. Like, yeah. So it, it makes me wonder how you create such high standards um, with, with your team or, the, or those you influence, right? No, that's a great question. Was in Arizona, was was it my buddy Andrew that your client? Uh, no, no, but I know okay. Andrew. No, it was, yeah. uh, it was, uh, no, it was a different one. It was a different guy. Okay, no problem. Andrew's a good um, friend, yeah. It's uh, an old phrase I learned such a long time ago. You know, you inspect what you expect, right? Um, I'll flip it for you for a second. Are you, you two aren't okay. in the same age group, are you? You guys are in different age groups? No, thank goodness. So here, <laughs> we, here's the deal. We overlap a year. What? <laughs> Think of it this way, and as both of you are pretty much at the top of your age groups, when your competitors step on the floor and they see you, right, or they know you're going to be at an event, their prep changes, right? Even subconsciously, they're like, damn, what's Rick going to be doing? Like, even that year, Rick, you were out with the foot, they're like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. right? Like, Rick's out, I got a chance, <laughs> you know? Or, God forbid, Jason, maybe you go down and you're not competing, you're like, oh, I got a chance now. But it's like, the point is, they know when you're around. You look at the field, absolutely. You raise that level. Right. LeBron James steps onto a court. They're like, I got to play ball because this guy's a professional, you know. So you set the standard professionalism first and foremost, but then you also treat people well and make them feel as a part of it. And it's not pandering. It's not phony. Like, it's very genuine and authentic. That's just who I am as a person. But when people see you also, like at BCS this past week, and I grabbed a clipboard because we were short of judges. Like, Give me, I, I'll do it. Right. Um, but once they see the, the, the top doing what they need to do, that's trickle down, you know. 
effectiveness. So right. that is, I mean, that, that culture of the judges and the judges take it seriously. And there's some really good job. I was so <laughs> happy to see this year. I'm stepping off topic a little bit that they finally let the judges who are judges who really judge the most for repetition, judge the individual elite athletes at games, you know, because typically it's seminar staff. That's right. Yeah. And right. Right. The, the, <laughs> the analogy I always give is imagine when the Super Bowl comes around, the NFL is saying, okay, officials, we don't want you officiating. We're going to let the coaches ref this game. <laughs> you know, seminar staff or coaches, they don't, yeah, the right. they, they don't have the chops. They don't have the speed and the repetition down of competition like these judges do. But those judges were on the floor this year. So I'm texting like crazy. Oh, my God, it's about goddamn time. They let you guys go to the floor. That's awesome. You deserve it. Kill it. You know, mm-hmm. but the the original question you asked, like, that culture is built from reps and reps and reps and communication and lots of planning. People don't realize the planning that goes on behind the scenes with the judges and the communication. Like that's thorough. Tell us about it that. Does, what is that like behind oh, the yeah. scenes? Yeah, I was just uh, curious. Yeah, like, yeah, like, we we know our behind the scenes. We warm up. We're there to battle. We do all that stuff. And we just walk on the floor and there's a group of judges. They know the workout. They know how to direct us. They're dealing yep. with, with human beings. And they're also having to deal with good reps, bad reps, make judgment calls on the floor. Yeah. They feel the pressure of the head judge behind them, right? You know, so yeah. what is what is some of that prep yeah. for them? So the good judges, let's talk about what the good judges is, right? The, the the thorough ones, right? These are guys and girls that I mm-hmm. I call on when I got to go to the Expo Center in Ohio for year two. And I know that year one, I didn't know any judges and no offense to them, but I wanted my A team for the next. So that conversation goes like, hey, I need you. And you know why they're like i'll be there that's the first part but then it's what's the venue like who's the organizer who are some of the athletes like what's going to start asking all the questions they're peeling the onion layer by layer and then it's all right what's the workout i need the standards i need this i need that so we're having that communication we're having communication through instagram facebook you know chats things like that so we're always talking and okay look, Every judge that's good knows, okay, a muscle up, a push up, a burpee. Okay, I know what the standard is. Oh, wait, this event is going to throw something different. For instance, in Missouri, they did pogo burpees. Did you guys ever see that before? So they did They did a uh, – Describe them. So they did a pogo burpee over a bar, and they also did a pogo box jump burpee. So here's what it is. You do a burpee. You jump over the bar. You jump back over the bar. That's one. Burpee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jump. Yep. So that's one. But the box jump's like burpee, box jump, land, box jump, land. So it was that, but you got to know that. So it's a communication of this is different. Get ready for it. And then they like yeah. look it up. So there's that, all the prep work going in, right? Just the prep work that's normal. So, yeah. so you think of that. And then on game day, because these people are so good, they know me from saying this all the time. So I'll say, hey, Jason, I know we're moving 100 miles an hour, but we know each other's looks and eyes. And a lot of times I'm going to ask you to do something that I know you're already going to be doing, but just know that I'm not trying to like be, <laughs> you know, condescending. And Jason's right. like, that's ah, important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, because yeah. you know each other, right. It's that nonverbal communication. Um, and then we see each other mess up. So backstage, it's like, Hey man, like you let Jason get away with those reps, man. Like, you know, don't let it happen. You're like, oh, you're right. I got it. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. Because they're going to fail. And I settle them in that pre, that pregame pep talk. Another thing I do, and you guys have both seen this. Have you ever seen me, You've seen it at Legends. And Rick, you've probably seen it at Granite Games or else. Mm-hmm. You know those little huddles I call in the middle of the floor? Absolutely. Yep. Little peek behind the curtain here. We're not talking about anything serious in those huddles. It's a commercial break. <laughs> okay. It's a commercial break. It's to soothe the nerves. It's to be like, hey, okay. Top Heat's coming out. Jason Grubb's going to be on the floor. He's a five-time champion. But guess what that changes for us? Absolutely nothing. If he messes up, let him know. If he does it great, let him know. Right? Other than that, how's everyone feeling? You mm-hmm. good? But what I also do is I, and I say this, I was like, hey, so look, the crowd thinks and the athletes thinks I'm pointing my hands and I'm going like this and I start clapping like this. 
I'm just doing that to show you guys that I'm not talking about anything serious right now. The crowd thinks we're talking about something serious. So let's get it all out. We're laughing. We're having fun. Got me on that one. I thought it was the next prep for the no, next uh, for No, because out. guess Absolutely. what? Like, it's yeah. like this, right? If you don't have muscle-ups going into a comp, you're not going to have muscle-ups at the comp no matter what you do. If that judge isn't settled no. on game day, nothing I say or do is going to get them settled. So I just want to make sure that everyone's relaxed and knows that, hey, I'm taking us about this serious. I want you to also because we prepped. We're ready. You know, but the more you make people I, feel good about what they're doing, the better they will respond, period. I'm sure they need that mental reprieve as well. That that little encouragement that the intensity of judging, like it's not easy. You're working hard mm-hmm. on your feet, multiple, multiple um, uh, heats at a time, getting out there for just that like letdown. Hey, I can I'm not performing right now. I could just relax my face. I can relax my uh-huh. arms and relax my, my fingers that are counting down. I can stop counting for a uh-huh. second. Um <laughs> And just be at ease in the middle of the floor yeah. here. And then like, okay, break. Now we're, okay, let's go back to work. Like it's a nice, yeah. it's a That's really smart, is. really smart recharge for them. And it, it's talent management, right? It's, it's talent management. Rick, what kind of work do you do, Rick, during the day when you're not working out like a madman? Uh, I'm at PNC Bank. Okay. Jason, yeah. are you, you work during the day or, I mean, you're traveling the world, so I'm guessing yeah, you do something. Yeah, I, I travel, I, I create content. Basically, I create content and training uh, okay. all day, every day, just by myself. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, the the, the point I'm asking why, why you do that is like, there's that talent management piece that you do with people at the job, right? So, Rick, you're in banking right? Whether you're talking to a teller or helping a loan manager do loans, if you're standing over their shoulder all day with your arms crossed, literally breathing in their ear, like they're going to quit. They're going to like, you know, I don't need this. Drive them nuts. Yep. But if you make them feel good about their job and every now and hey, you need anything? Let me know what you need. I'm here. Like I'm here to help. And I noticed that you're doing great. I'm going to stay out of your way. Right. They're going to work so much harder because they realize I got leadership that's going to let me grow. And when I have a question, I can ask it and not feel bad about asking it. And I'm going to continue to, you know, um, it's that little impact I have with someone for a weekend. Like it's priceless. Right. And and it goes both ways because I learn more from judges than than they do. Quite honestly, Um, it's a pet rally for me. Uh, Speaking about speaking about that group and talent management, as Mm -hmm. you said, you're, you're kind of pulling back. You know, you want to be uh, there for the kids. Uh, the activities and time management becomes a big thing. Do you have, without maybe naming names, do you have some that you've worked with uh, over the years that you're almost like, if you will call it grooming, to take that kind of, you know, hey, leadership role when uh, because the events keep coming. Yeah. But I might not be at all of them, and you're not going to find my number responded to you that be yeah. to be hired that week. This uh, that something, I don't want know, this to sound kind of identify people or arrogant. But like all the judges that you see now at all these comps, the ones that are directing the comps and running the comps and such, for the most part, <clears throat> came through me, right? Um, in some way, shape, or form. And do I mean like I sat them down and taught them the way? Not necessarily, no. But like we've had those interactions or even like something I saw in them like, hey, like you can do this. This is what you need to start doing. Contact that competition. Tell them you're going to do this job. You're able to do this job. Like do these things, you know? So I've had a big impact on the current group of people who are thriving and crushing and judging, uh, many mm-hmm. of whom were for or with me at some point. And I say for with me, like at the competition, like, you know, right, right. But we, you learn something from everyone. You become a sum of all the things that you see from people around, you know, I picked and plucked from different people. I've 
have people pick and pluck from me, but they're all a part of that effect of that that snowball that we talked about earlier that started that small. As it's grown, mm-hmm. it's picked up. Yep. Okay, I'm picking up Rick. I'm picking up Jason. I got Dewan. Like, I'm rolling. Okay, I'm picking up Joe. I'm picking up Jimmy. You know, and it rolls and it develops. And that, mm-hmm. I feel good about it because these people are good at what they do. I'm talking good, <laughs> you know? So so the ball is rolling. So the that ball helps with you perhaps pulling away a little bit, maybe being yeah. more selective with, you know, I where, where like you want to work, what you want to do. But it, yeah. but the standards aren't being lowered because of the the standard the, won't change. I'm, I'm confident growth that has occurred. Yeah, I will tell you this. Speaking of standards, and I love that 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 thought process, that statement. Here, here's what I don't like. You know, I like the CrossFit athletes are talking about like oh, we're going to unionize, we're going to get treated better, like we're going to do our thing. Yep. The judges need to do the same, and I don't mean like hold out for money. This is not for money, right? But I've monetized the judging to mm-hmm. to a a good level. And here's how I do it. Very simple. Rick, you're in banking. Soft money for a second. Jason's holding a comp. He's got 500 athletes coming. And I say, did you have your registration yet? Jason's like, no, I haven't. I say, roll my fee into registration. So when I was taught this by a mentor of mine, I explained this to a comp director. He's like, well, what do you mean? I said, so if you're charging $100 for each athlete, charge 105. Give me five. Give me that five. And you haven't paid. The athletes have. It's part of the registration, you know? Um, and then they're like, wait, so I'm not paying you? No, you're not paying me at all. Your registration is. He's like, oh, wait, can I add like five more and keep that? I was like, you do what you want. It's your competition, right? But that's how you will pay me. <laughs> and I mean, that year we worked for like four years, he and I worked together and it was like, he understood that. But then, you know, you get that money and then I'm helping pay for hotels for other judges and things like that, because I know that like, mm-hmm. they're not going to get that compensation, whether they deserve it or not. That's not up for me to decide, but right, right. we're not going to get that. So I'll say, Hey guys, I need you in Ohio. I'll pay for your hotel, you know? And they're like, I'm there. I'll see you in Ohio. Yeah. You know, it's something small, but the issue is they don't, they, right. I'm, I'm pigeonholing a little bit. And this is a broad brush. CrossFit games every year says we need volunteers and people sell their mm-hmm. soul to go volunteer at the CrossFit. They let themselves get talked to any kind of... The CrossFit Games brand is different than my brand. I'll say that. You know, I'll say that with confidence. The way they okay. treat people because they know they can, but people will just throw themselves at it, right? Um, I wish that they would have more confidence in themselves to say, okay, CrossFit, you want us, you need us, pay us, right? Or put us up. Why should we pay for the dorm yeah, very- on a campus that you own for the... You know? Or... Whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. But the point is, if the judges all unionized and came together, because there's been a lot of chatter lately about, oh, the judges need to be better and the judges need to be more specific and more thorough and all that. I tried to introduce this thought process to the judges through the years. I was almost shunned for it. They're like, no, like that's not going to work for me. I'm like, what do you mean it's not going to work? We're supporting each other, you know? So it comes to the point where we'll use Winter Classic, for for example, since we know that one. Let's use Legends. It's a bigger comp. Legends, when it yep. comes time for judges, they reach into this judge bureau and they say, we need 50 judges. Send us 50 judges. This is the compensation, but you know you're getting the best, the brightest, the the, the very best cream of the crop, you know? Versus, you, you guys, look, you're high level, but how many bad judges have you had, you know? Or competitions you've been to, you're like, I don't know about this one because they've just they've just let things go. They yeah, let some of go, just or I'm busting my tail and I'm getting you know. judged by the judge Nazi over here. And that person next <laughs> exactly. to me is doing PVC air squats. <laughs> you know? So yeah. but you get what I'm saying though, right? I, I one time one time I literally uh I guess it's Wadapalooza this year. There were some really tough standards with kettlebells, right? Uh-huh. We were doing some kettlebell thrusters, kettlebell front rack lunges, and it was just a tough standard because it was the, the head of the kettlebell or the handle was under your chin, meant to be under your chin. And I'm doing these walking lunges. And Mike, I'm suffering, I'm dying, you know, with the kettlebell <laughs> under my chin. I look next to me, the next guy's got the kettlebells resting on his shoulders, right? Yeah. These lunges, just a thousand times easier. And I, I literally turned to my judge. I was like, is it okay for him to do that? 
and then I realized, why am I talking to my judge about this guy? And I'm doing lunges. It literally, what am I doing? Um, yeah. And that's right. a, that's one thing as athletes that um, every once in a while, because we're in the in the middle of battle, we're in the middle. There's so much stuff going on, like adrenaline is pumping. We're dying and suffering, and we're holding a standard because that's what the standard was. And they're very clear. I yeah. want to get no no reps. Um, as soon as I blurted that out, I was like, I am. I actually apologized to my judge afterwards. I'm like, dude, it was a female. I probably still said, dude. I, I always dude. I call everyone dude. I'm like, I am so sorry. Like, I should yeah. not be having conversations with you during walking lunges about the athlete next to me i'm so sorry i I lost my head um yeah it didn't matter but it's it is it's uh it's it's crazy it's stressful out there but um I don't even know where I was going with that, but the question I have from that is, um, like, what I was going to ask before I interjected, what? So, um, the, the the judges that I do see on a consistent basis, I mean, they love it. They love what yeah. they do. Um, they're right. there. They're happy to see me. I mean, they're always like, you know, Jason, glad to see. You. Like, obviously, over the years, we've built these, you know, some relationships. Um, mm-hmm. What What is the motivation to be that judge? Two sell your soul to be at the games and volunteer to be a judge one or to um, go and, and, and maybe in a good situation, your housing or your, your weekend is paid for t-shirt <clears throat> t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. You get the t-shirt. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah. I'll do a lot for a t-shirt. Honestly, if anyone really knew what I would do for a t-shirt or a pair of shoes, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh-huh. what's the motivation? What gets someone in there and they do it. And then now this is, this is their, this is what they do, right? What is it that the gap get, get gets them to do things for pennies on the dollar like this, you know? I'm, I'm going to give you two answers. The first one you're going to laugh at. The, fir- the first answer, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it fits, right? You got to be a special kind of crazy to, to do that judge. Yes. Travel all over the country, the world. Some of these judges are flying over to Europe. I'm talking Germany, strength and, you know, depth. They're flying sure. all everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, they want to do it because they fell in love with this community. They fell in love with Jason mm-hmm. and Rick and insert athlete here. And they want to help you have a good competition, right? So there's that. Yeah. There's also the notoriety of, look, some of these judges want Instagram and Facebook pictures. I'm not going to lie, you know? Yeah. Or hmm. they want to say, yeah. oh my God, I judge Rich Froning and now we're buds, right? Right, right. There's that. There's some yeah. of the superficial, some, but most of it is they found their community. I was part of the finding like these are legitimate friendships, you know, Um, these are people that if I look, if I'm in Ohio, hey, Rick, I'm going to be in Ohio this week. What's your gym time? Like, but and I, Jason and I, Jason and Rick, like we might not ever know each other were it not for this weird little functional fitness, you know? Right. Um, So the biggest motivation is they fall in love with the community. They have a sense of belonging and they want to do a really good job. That's that's the biggest reason. The other things are kind of outliers that I mentioned. Everything has to work because the athletes aren't going to have an experience if you don't have anybody there to judge. Mm -hmm. And the event organizers won't have athletes there if they know that they can't put an event together that runs well, smoothly, uh, is consistent. I mean, the pieces parts have to fit. They have to fit. And everybody, you know, the athletes have their role and everybody has a role to play. And that's just, we're still in the infancy of this. That's the beautiful part. I mean, I feel like my body tells me I'm beating, getting beat up (laughs) enough that I've been at it a long time, but we're truly in in the infancy of the sport. And we have to remember that this is the groundwork that's being laid for, you know, 10, 20 years down the road of successful events because no one wants to see it, you know, disappear. Let me ask you guys both this from a monetary standpoint. If Someone were to tell you, uh, look, your registration cost is what it is. That sustains the comp that mm-hmm. that does that. But they also said, hey, we're going to ask every competitor to donate 50 bucks 
right? And this fifty dollars helps us pay for our volunteers, you know, because we need to substantiate their greatness, whatever. Who's going to say no to them, right? No one's Honestly. saying no. It's if, especially if it's a checkbox, right. you're not saying no. Everyone's yeah. saying yes, especially right. in a master's division where look, masters. Oh, I, yeah. I had a conversation with the masters chatter team, and and I'll say this to the so I'm blue in the face. It's like this is the division that will sustain the um, mm-hmm. scale, also in a sense because scale. Most people are scale, and scale is going to have mm-hmm. 25 teams from every gym, and they're going to support each other, and they're going to pay for tickets and all that. But like the masters community, you don't need a certain amount of Instagram followers to justify for your sponsor to buy you a ticket. <laughs> you know that's not no, realistic. No, nope. you yep. have the, the means and the ends to get to where you need to talk. Okay, we're going to Arizona. Let me get my tickets. Let me get my hotel. I'll be there, right? Uh, right. But you also want to make sure things are, are decent and right. So you're like, all right, I'm going to pay for the judging. Here's here's a couple bucks and everyone's going to put in. And now the judge is like, look, I'm not asking for a million dollars. You know, I'm just asking for my hotel mm-hmm. to get covered or an Airbnb big enough for all of us or a rental car, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And that's what also the judges I'll talk because look, I don't tell them all the monetary back end stuff that I'm doing because I'm usually the head of it and I need to run the event and I don't want to make them feel like, well, I need that too or, or whatever. Right. But I'm telling them how to get theirs too. <laughs> you know, I'm telling them what they need to ask. For. I was, I was going to say, because at some point they're on their own. They're on their own. Or they're going, they're, yeah, they're, it, they leave it, here. they're going to run a comp somewhere else, you know? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, can I ask, will you be in Arizona? This, yeah, this that's the plan. All right. That's All right. the plan. All right. Um, I just saw Jason Excellent. in Missouri, you know? Um, okay, good. Yeah. Jason so yeah, yep. I saw Jason. Um, he's excited. They're really fired up about the whole thing with Arizona State and the bigger venue and allowing the things to happen that their dreams of happening are. Yeah. It's going to be big. It's going to be big. Well, well there won't be, be circles. <laughs> and uh, not, not we're ahead. hoping that they that they don't get rain during that weekend. They'll be Let's fine. It it's not way. outside. Whatever they've got, they've got the they're, whole camp. They're going to be swimming, yeah. and I think the swim center in Arizona yeah. is outdoors. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Perfect. I mean, we can. Well, rain. you can yeah, swim in the rain. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Can yeah. swim in the rain. I'd rather swim in the rain um, than do snatches uh, in the rain. <laughs> I, I, I want to ask you. That, uh, we're all fathers here, and yep. no one ever asks you to uh, uh, choose your favorite child. But I will ask you. Um, looking back over your experiences, uh, what sticks out for you as uh, being maybe a really rewarding um, competition or a venue that just, you know, it's easy to say, okay, Miami under the lights yeah. at night with the music. And I mean, that that's that's fun for everybody. Most of uh, my... Like, you know, what, st- what stands out for you as a, as a highlights, if you will? Yeah, no, I'll tell you, like, most of my best memories don't come from... Look, I've got extraordinary memories from Granite Games and Wadapalooza and Mac when I used to run that mm-hmm. with Maryland. Like, the big things, oh, yeah. the macro things, right? Like, it's easy to think of what was the biggest event you ever saw? Okay, 20,000 people, right? Um, it's a competition where a little known man or woman will come up to you and they'll say, I've had this said, and it's very humbling and it's just so thorough and sincere a statement to hear. They're like, I saw you on TV at this comp in this venue and you look like such a badass out there. And like, I was scared when I saw you here today at my little in-house competition, but you made this enjoyable for me (laughs) and I'm ready to come back. Right. I've had judges say that I've had competitors say that. And that's when you're like, you're making an impact to make people feel validated. Right. And you're like, it's working. Right. That means whatever you my goal is not to be the most notable judge in CrossFit to get the most Instagram followers. Some people are good luck to you. Right. But mm-hmm. I want that impact to be made. So when we walk away and our chapters are written of each other's interaction, you'll be willing to reread it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, that's where I gained the most head nodding kind of like almost get 
teary-eyed, like, wow, like, I wasn't expecting to hear that, but I've heard it several times, and it's effusive praise, and it's like, I didn't come here for that, but I'm so glad we had a chance to sit and talk about it. So thank you, right? So that's that's kind of my biggest memory. There you go. You did a nice job of not having to be forced to pick pick something. <laughs> I like that. Um, question for you. Very so well done. I am, uh, uh, along with Rick, we're headed to the Masters Fitness Collective coming up here in October. Um, <clears throat> there's It's a big, big competition. And one of the fun things about that competition is that there is, uh, there's RX divisions, there's scale divisions, there's team divisions, uh, all Masters. That's really a whole lot. And I imagine for some, uh, maybe even some of our listeners, this may be one of the first really big competitions um what what is the best etiquette right to 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 warm up to your judge i don't mean i'm not you're not asking for favors with a judge yeah. but from a judge's perspective yeah. g- give us like the good etiquette come out shake the hand i'm jason yeah you know hey you know I, my left shoulder's a little funny so you're gonna have to you know what I don't know. Oh, my shoulders are fine, but but what is a great way to build rapport or relationship with a judge in about two and a half seconds? Who has the fate of this event in their hands? Right. It's up to you to perform, but you also <clears throat> you want to make this a warm, great experience. You're making a connection with someone that's going to watch you for twenty minutes. You know? Yeah. Well, you said a lot there. Uh, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> give you the answer. The first thing that came to my mind. We'll we'll talk when the recording stops on my thought process of where you're headed, but that's another conversation. Anyway, uh, your question was. <laughs> Your question was, what do I do, right? So here's the deal. This is what I tell judges. Because, like, for instance, you came out and you're like, hey, like, I'm Jason. And what exactly are you looking for? My shoulder's a little bit wonky. And, like, you don't say that, but, like, people will say that. Sure. I tell Mm -hmm. the judges, when the athletes come to the floor, they have been briefed at that point three or four times and read it online and seen a video. What they're asking you right then and there is, what are you going to let me get first and foremost? Second, Mm -hmm. I tell the on the judge side, I'm like, hey, when the athlete comes out, get their scorecard, say, hey, my name is Dewan. I'm going to be a judge. Good luck. And go step to your start. Lead, right? From an athlete Mm -hmm. perspective, you don't want the judge to feel like you're overpowered. And, oh, my God, this is Jason. He's won games 17 times in a row. And he's going to be dominating on me and like if i mess up he's gonna be mad or you know whatever the case is turn a growl right <laughs> so they're they're thinking that right like, he's gonna be such a jerk so when you come out honestly hey thanks appreciate it fist bump high five whatever you know and then step out back and get ready uh athletes will tell their judge right there in the lane oh i got a mobility problem right and then on the judge the judge will call me over hey this athlete's got a mobility problem you know this is what i say they didn't tell us that Uh-oh. backstage sucks mm. for them right Okay, uh-huh. that's good. Right. That's great for yeah. athletes to know. Like, Tell don't, the pull judge out, don't pull out hats. Absolutely. Don't, don't do things on the yeah. floor. Your job there, greeting, get in place, follow instructions. Yeah. Done. And another thing is this. I'll, I'll say this to athletes. Look, it's masters, right? Everyone's got some kind of uh, – and I've even yelled that, like, at the start line. Say it's a particularly difficult athlete, and I'm like, hey, I got a – mobility issue so i'm like hey anyone else there got a mobility issue and hands will start flying up and i'm like Sucks <laughs> yeah. yeah good luck especially if they've been a jerk all weekend to that point right <laughs> yeah. um, or i'll fire back a uh they'll be like i can't do this well you should be adapted there is absolutely nothing wrong with the adaptive division 100 percent. first and mm-hmm. foremost let me say that first however i can't have you competing against able-bodied athletes who are having to commit to a standard you're doing half the work you're going to win some money because of it like right so that offends them usually and i wanted to offend them good i'm glad you're offended right i'm not going let this judge have pity on you because you're trying to cheat Love because mm-hmm. you're two days yep. into this competition you never said a word but all of a sudden now you gotta do some pull-ups you know you're walking around showing us all your big traps mm-hmm. and biceps all day but now you can't do a pull-up <laughs> i don't want to hear you know good luck to you <laughs> you know? i love the clarity so. i love the clarity of that because yeah. it, yep. there's no gray areas in this it's it's this is a rep this is not a rep uh that's it that's it and um as athletes 
if there was anything other than that message, we're competitive and we're gonna try to find the shortcuts. We're gonna we're gonna look for that, you know, and like that that quick thing, whatever. I mean, not really looking for that, but I, I will say that you know, at the games when we're running Helen, like you had to run out there and do a turnaround. You wanted to turn around on the inside. You did not want to be on the outside. So uh-huh. that is, you're just. You're battling your competitors to stay on the inside to not run further. Um, so yeah. we'll do whatever we can to to have the advantage. You know, cut a, not cutting corners, but um, I remember right like, I think Velner Velner talked about like elbowing a guy. I don't know if he got elbowed. Someone else, you know, in a 400, 500 mm-hmm. meter run at the games, like this just happens. It's a battle out there. But to have the yeah, judges, it's, comp- it's competition. It's black and white for yeah. the judges, and I I love that, and that makes it the level playing field is all we're looking for. Just make sure that rep and this rep and my reps are all meeting a standard. Like I'm competing yeah. against Rick because we're both at that standard, right? And yeah. and that's that. So I, I, I love that. That's the line. That's what you tell the judges. Look, yeah. Jason doesn't mind the workout sucking, nor does Rick, but Jason wants to make sure it sucks as much for Rick as it does for him. <laughs> yeah, right. So, Correct. If yeah, he's got to under his chin with his elbows at ear level, <laughs> right? Like he wants to look over, make sure Rick's not doing this. I actually <laughs> you know? wanted to suck more for Rick. I mean, I, I wanted yeah. to be fair, but I wanted <laughs> to just out of spite. Hey, uh, pick, pick on the old man. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> so that's, uh, you, you know, know the, that's the best thing to do when you get out there. If yeah. you do have an injury, just communicate it to the head judge beforehand, right? When they're at the briefing. Yeah, that's great. Seek out the head judge. Judge, hey, you're going to be the head judge, right? Yes. Yeah, so let, can I share this with you and the event director now? I just want to let this be known so it's not like a fishy thing on day three, you know? But at least Great. you're being, you're using integrity, right? And then what happens is going into each briefing, we'll say to the judge, this is Jason. This is his lockout point, but this has to be his lockout point every rep. The moment it deviates from that a little bit, you know, rep it, right? And then it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, got it. But Jason hears me say the best it. advice. Yeah. What, what's the advice for athletes? Um, I've, I've, been i've been lucky enough to not have a disagreement with a judge never have it's it, it's always just run smoothly but um i mean maybe it will at some point in the future but uh you're on the competition floor and you and your judge are not on the same page on something yeah oh right? yeah what yeah. what do you do what's the what's the what's the right protocol for the judge as an athlete <laughs> actually yeah as an yeah. athlete yeah. and as a judge as an i athlete, think this is both from both sides yeah, yeah. as an athlete is do what the judge says right um yeah. if if worse comes absolute worse, and I want you and all your peers to hear this, and hopefully they'll lock this in, say, get the head judge over here now. Just say that, right? Yes, right in a minute. Yep. Um, if it happens, this has happened before the heat. This has happened in Miami. This has happened in D.C. This has happened almost everywhere I've been. I've had judges say to an athlete, not going to repeat any judges' names, but they've said, I'll, I'll fill in Rick Stevenson's names here. Oh, you're Rick Stevenson. You're a game champ. I'm going to judge you extra tough, right? And this is literally, as they're saying, athletes, 30 seconds. You're like, time out. Uh-uh. Give me the head judge. Literally step onto the floor as an athlete. Start waving your hands. Say, I need a judge right now. I need a head judge. Switch him because they just said that, right? Do that because, look, there's championships on the line. That's not you being a jerk. Yeah. That's you saying, I don't want to get screwed by this person who just told me they're going to screw me, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. But I've told athletes that who will tell me after the event, like, hey, the judge said this. I'm like, you're the third person they didn't tell me that. I'm starting to believe it. Like, I need to fix that. On the okay. flip side of it, though, because not you're not always right, right? Like Jason and Rick and whomever, right, are going to be wrong sometimes, right? It's, it's in the heat of the sure. moment. You're going sure. 100 miles an hour. Your brain has gone dark. I will tell the judges, <laughs> you guys remember the show SpongeBob, mm-hmm. right? So I'll tell sure. the judges verbatim. I'll say, hey, if an athlete starts to argue with one, just get your hand up, get me over there, but make the dumbest face you can possibly. And the more they argue, <laughs> get dumber and dumber by the word to the point you turn to SpongeBob, <laughs> you know? Um, 
But I'll tell them the clock doesn't stop. Like the workout. Sure. So yep. then let them know. Look, I'm not here to argue with you. You're you're talking. I just went dumb. Like you went dumb, so I went dumber. You know. Um, From my experience, at good head judge is always close by too. Yeah. So if you say, you know, you keep getting no repped, and you're like, what am I doing? I don't. Yeah. And you wait. I mean, it. Those head judges are very responsive. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter where I've been or what I've done. I mean, they're, they're like hawks. They're, and I don't know if you ever like heard it or has it been said to you directly you heard it maybe said to a neighboring athlete like what i'll do is because usually we'll talk about it before the heat even i'll play hey jason's got bad mobility he's not going to get to depth i'm letting you know that right now banging with a no rep right away or you're gonna have a long heat right so right away you see that judge either uh-huh. listening or start banging with no reps or they're letting it get away but i have had it where i got to walk over to a lane and as soon as i get there to really make the athlete understand what's going on as soon as i've had over i'll get right behind the judge i'm like jason you're still not getting depth are you and right away jason's like yeah. <laughs> you know oh there it is now <laughs> i got double eyes on me you know um when you're an athlete in the in the heat of the moment and the head judge comes over and you haven't had a disagreement you're just the head judge is circling and happens to stop and stand by you it's just you're just like that extra teacher yeah, in school you're looking get, over you, you get to depth, depth all of a sudden yeah, you just know all of a sudden that's, that's what you're trying to do I'll, you I'll tell standards i'll say you'll know yeah. an athlete they'll start giving you a hard time and all of a sudden i'll walk over there and their anus will be on the ground <laughs> <laughs> it's magical they're not afraid of me it's just they realize the game's not working you know yeah. but it's, it's like they realize okay the gig is up i gotta go or sometimes you guys don't know it i'm behind you right and i'm locked in with the judge because yeah, i'll tell I, the judge i'll say hey look at me look at me you know mm-hmm. and i'm behind the athlete and then by, by virtue of that now the judge feels at ease because now they got some help and they're like hey thanks for that because i wasn't sure or i didn't realize i should look for this or that you know and i'll yeah. say say i know the athlete hey that athlete doesn't ever do this right i knew he wasn't or she wasn't so i made sure we had double eyes you know we want to be respectful of your time I have uh, I have one last question, Rick. You may have one yep. more as well. Um, my my last question is um, okay. Let's say uh, let's say I want to get into judging because this mm-hmm. just sounds really cool. You've made this this made this sound like something that's very attractive, and I want to get into judging. Mm-hmm. Where where do I go? How do I how do I get into this? I mean, I know I could talk to the local. What do I do? I would actually I I would have no idea what to do to be honest. So how do I do? Absolutely, this? No, that's a great question. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. If you know someone who does it, and our network's big enough now where there's someone everywhere you can reach out to. So that's one way. Um, and you like, hey, Duan, I want to get into judging. Like, introduce me to someone. I'm ready to rock and roll. And I'll say, are you sure? Because like this is the thing, and like this group is has high expectations. And like, but you're gonna love it. You're gonna love everyone. They're like, I'm in. Like, I'm in. So there's that. Or you volunteer for the local comp. So say you live near Fort mm-hmm. Wayne or you want to go to Fort Wayne, you're like, hey, uh, I know you're gonna need judges because every comp always needs judges, right? Um <laughs> hey, I want to volunteer to judge. And then once you're there, you tell the head judges, hey, I want to get involved in more depth here. So like I'm in, right? So there's that. It's the network use. The way I did it <clears throat> 10 years ago was grassroots. I mean, I was literally, okay. hey. I'm going to be in Minnesota for Granite Games. Can I judge? And them writing back, hey, registration hasn't opened yet, but you're on our list. We'll let you know when it opens. Thank you so much. And I'm in. Like, literally, I was I was stalking people. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was. I've done that. I was, I was everywhere. <laughs> but I was everywhere. Well, I was like, hey, I want to do this. And like, I'm in, you know. It's interesting you say that now because I think on social media of late, I've noticed a bigger push from the events actually making call outs for, yeah. hey, 
you know, volunteer registration opens now. Um, I don't know specifically for judging, but I think there's big, a, been a bigger push for, hey, we need help. Here's here's how we're letting the community know if you know yeah. somebody. I think they're doing a better job of, the, it's of, free of selling that, that side of it. Yeah. Free exactly. advertising. If I'm involved, they'll ask me, hey, we need you to reach out to your network because I know you got a couple dozen friends mm-hmm. who might want to help. And if they can do it, like, look, Monster Games was amazing, but it's the week before games. So a lot of the, the oh, big, that's right. yeah. big crew of mine was like, I'm getting ready for that or I'm already traveling or I can't. But what we're going to try to do next year is sweeten the pot. So I told the event organizer, look, get a big Airbnb for everybody. Right, get the biggest one in in Joplin, Missouri. I don't know what that looks like, but get the biggest one. And if I tell my crew, "Hey, I got a house for you. Just get here, and you can all drive to Chicago or Madison or whatever the or wherever game's going to be next." Right, mm-hmm. right. They might be more inclined because it's like, all right, at least free housing, so I, I can do that. You know, um, it's not a hard group to please. It really is. Okay, you know. But That's if they know, That's- if I get there, I want to have good communication. You're going to feed me. You're going to house me. I get a shirt. You know. I'm in. <laughs> it's a great, and you're helping. It's part of the community. You're helping the, and, the wheel turns, and, and, and everybody's this, appreciative of it. It's adult recess, right? Like oh, the yeah. judge, yeah. Yeah, damn right, we let, we let loose when we're when we're in town. Like everyone knows everyone. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. It's adult recess. It's a break from reality for a few days, and then Monday morning we all fly back to our respective homes, and we we will see you again soon. Yeah, get back, get back to the grind. Get yeah. back to the grind. Exactly. Back to regular life, which is always such a strange feeling. Like we just had this. We did have this adult vacation. This adult. What did you do? Well, I went and judged a competition. It was amazing. Yeah, I watched. I counted people exercise. Yeah, people yeah. Yeah. think it's crazy, or to, it's crazy and, what we do as competitors. But but it's it's just our life. Yeah. It's community. Yeah, and and it comes to this, Stephen. Right, Jason? So you might not know this. This is an intricate little story. Rick and I met at a competition in Ohio years ago, or Minnesota, and then in more depth in Ohio. So we know each other. I can call him Pretty Ricky, and he's not a fan. So who the hell is this guy called me Pretty Ricky? Right? Like we know each other. So Rick's daughter goes to South Carolina. My daughter goes to Delaware State University, right? We're already on opposite ends of the coast. So Rick's like, yeah, my daughter, she's in college and she's in a sorority. And I was like, my daughter's teammate from her club lacrosse team is also a South Carolina and in a sorority. Ask your daughter if she knows this girl. Rick's like, oh my God, you nailed it. They're in the same sorority. Like they rush together, right? But like our daughters don't know at all, (laughs) you know? But through six degrees of separation, they're linked. So it's, you have these conversations with people who become legitimate and real friends because this interaction. You and know. you look forward to getting to these look events forward. to seeing everybody again yeah. because it's not my Monday through Friday yeah. gig. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, that, you know, you spend enough time doing that. Yeah. It's like, I appreciate when, that. when you see someone's going to be somewhere, you send them a message or they send you a message. Oh my God, did I see you're going to be a legend? I can't yep. wait to see you. I, I you know, I got to talk to you. And it's like, yeah. you know, so that, that's what this all means to me, right? Like I've, I've evolved from the judge thing to like a liaison, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. we're that, right? The judge is going to be, well, a third. we're going to have a good time, but I'll make sure everyone's having a good time. The community is thankful for it. So I'm really, really glad you were able to spend some time tonight. Absolutely. Lift back the curtain a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot. I'm sure Jason yeah, has too. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> that but my last question is not this related it's uh are you an eagles fan passively yes passively okay all right well that's uh, it's, okay it's hard for me to watch football sure. haven't played football okay um, more of a phillies <laughs> I, I watched the game and i'm like they shouldn't have done that or they're in this formation this was crap so i'm watching it as an analyst or a player i'm not watching as like you know eagles fans are a different group of people i love them thoroughly they're <laughs> that's what i was kind of getting towards yeah, no 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 i'm not i'm not climbing up light poles and throwing eggs at people <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm just a kid from philly who likes to see the home team do well but I'm there not you go you know there you go. On the eve of uh, on the eve of the NFL season, I thought I'd uh, finish with that question. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a long suffering Browns fan, so we're not climbing light poles. We have nothing to celebrate, as Jason and I. Uh, we talked. We pre chatted about that. Yeah. 
All so, right, guys. Thank you thank very you so much, much for your for your time. We really appreciate it. All the best to you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be grateful if you take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.